You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. From the Dexcom G6 Studios, make knowledge your superpower for managing type 1 diabetes. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M. Dot com. I am Dave Graveline. I am Chris Graveline. Hopefully, this is the last week you hear me with this voice. Now, next week is a best of because I'm having that vocal cord surgery and then a week of silence, a week and a day, eight days. People say it's impossible for me to be completely silent. So if you're the praying type, I'd appreciate a little mention. Uh, or if you're just the type that wants to have a kind thought sent my way, I'd appreciate that too. Talk show host and vocal cord surgery don't go together usually. Yeah. And, you know, I've had no problem. Well, I've had problems, but, I mean, I haven't been as intimidated with, like, my lower back surgery many years ago, uh, shoulder surgery twice, you know, thumb surgery, things like that. It's like, well, they're going to do what they got to do, and then I'll be better. But this one, going into this, has me a bit anxious, I have to admit. And, I mean, I'm nothing but, if not honest, with our audience and and that's why I have to admit, a bit anxious for this one. So hopefully, all goes well. Fingers and eyes crossed. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks. Oh. My God, you're just doing it and making, <laughs> yeah. making yourself look really weird. But that's the plan. So next week, do please tune in for the best of, because I'm pretty darn certain there's going to be a bunch of stuff you hadn't heard. Plus, Chris is going to be doing some opens and maybe some tech news or something, a couple items, things that majorly occur or whatever. We've got to get the news out. And then we share with you some stuff. Um, and then the week after, two weeks from now, hopefully you don't hear me like this again. And you hear me. This is probably the most hopeful thing. But not like this. <laughs> right. And stay tuned for our, our next segment coming up in the show because we're going to tell you exactly why you want to start getting those calls in right oh, now, yes. today. You don't want to wait. That's true. You don't. just have to wait a few more minutes till we get to the next segment and tell you why. Yeah, because we're going to tell you why. And if you're and, a regular listener, you may know. Well, but, you and know. I think regular listeners, some of which have already been calling in early, knowing that they qualify for what we're going to talk about in the next segment. Just stay yeah. tuned. You, you get the idea. Meantime... Some tech news and commentary for this weekend of Friday, June 4th, 2021, during our 26th year on the radio, the original social media. Uh, Amazon's Sidewalk service goes live this next week on June 8th. That's and, uh, not a good thing. No, but it, it promises to share an encrypted sliver of your home network to other devices nearby um, as a way to improve their services. In other words, suck up your bandwidth for your neighbor's devices. Right. Now, you're going to tell us, I ask, I hope you're ready, because I asked you to be ready to tell me how to fix mine, and at the same time, our listeners. So grab your phones if you have Ring devices. Yeah, yeah? We'll, we'll get to that. But, oh, you know, okay. But All first, right. you know, unless you specifically tell it not to, Amazon will automatically enroll you in Sidewalk. Oh, how uh, nice of yeah. them. Now, Sidewalk, they say, works like this. Users pool a small encrypted portion of their personal network. I like how they always use words like small and, and encrypted. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and those of other nearby Amazon 
among product users. Now, it's essentially a bandwidth sharing arrangement that they say promises to improve service for devices in certain circumstances. And, of course, bandwidth sharing service is another way to say sucking up your Internet. Yeah. Okay. Amazon claims that it will use a maximum of about 500 megabytes of your Wi-Fi each month Mm -hmm. and that it won't noticeably slow down your Internet speed. Wrong. Uh Um, Now, this is only for their newer devices, mostly ones made and sold in the last few years. Older generation devices aren't compatible, like the first and second generation Echo devices, I believe, aren't. um, I think it starts maybe with the fourth generation. Okay. Now, fortunately, opting out of this is fairly easy. So if you grab your phone, I will tell you how. I've got mine in my hand. Tell me how. Okay. So you have to do this two different places. So for your Echo devices, you have to go to your Alexa app on your on your device. Oh, I don't have to go to two different places, well, but on my on phone. On your phone. You have, to, you have to go into two different apps in order to, okay. to opt out. So first, I'm going to go to Alexa. Now, right. those of you who don't use Alexa or any Ring devices, just bear with us because there's a lot of people who do and who, like me, want to opt out of this goofy thing that that Amazon is just opting us into without our knowledge or desire. Yeah. So you open the Alexa app, Come and then in. you click on More. Okay. Then Wait. settings. More. Hold on. Settings. Got and it. And then account settings. Well, account yeah. settings. And then you'll see one for Amazon Sidewalk. And okay. there. You got to scroll. Oh, there yeah. it is. Yep, and, yep. So and there you can make sure it's disabled. Okay, hold on. Uh, so that'll take care of your, your Echo devices. because Disabled. Is, yeah. Okay. And then now if you have ring cameras, okay. you want to now go to. Wait, first can we tell people we're also going to have this on our website. <laughs> yes. Go to intotomorrow.com, look for the show for June 4th for that weekend, and hour one, boom, it's going to be right there because Horatio is going to make sure that he and his team get it posted, these step-by-step instructions. But if you're like me and you, you've got your phone in your hand and you're following along, okay, now we're in the Ring app. Right, so you go to your Ring app, got you it. want to open the menu, and then click on Control Center. Okay, the menu is the hamburger thing yeah. in the upper left. Okay, got it. Con- then, wait, Control Center. Control Center. Then there you scroll is. down and click on Amazon Sidewalk, okay. and you can disable the same setting right oh, there. Oh, look at that, because it's enabled automatically. Right. Now, if you don't see an option to disable, then your Ring devices don't support Sidewalk. Uh, which is actually something we discovered because I have newer Echo devices than you do, but you have newer Ring cameras than I do. So yeah. my Echo devices, I had to turn it off on, but not my Ring devices. And you, it was vice versa. Yeah, you had to turn it off on. <laughs> right, yeah. That's exactly. confusing enough. So there you go. Visit intotomorrow.com if you were driving or otherwise didn't have your phone handy and didn't get that. But you want those step-by-step instructions. You know, if we get enough people to do this, Amazon's going to say, gee, thanks a lot. You know, now our sidewalks system isn't going to work. Oh, well. And this is very reminiscent of, of Comcast's um, Xfinity Wi-Fi thing, where they yeah. basically put it built into everybody's router is a public Wi-Fi network that any Xfinity customer can access. And they claimed, oh, this isn't going to use any of your bandwidth. Well, how can it not? When you have another device connected to your router, yes. whether you can see it or not, it's going to use up. And you don't resources. know if people are, are watching videos or, or downloading music or pirating stuff, whatever, they're using your bandwidth. Right. And my whole thing is, you know, I love my neighbors. I've got some of the nicest neighbors around, but I spend a lot of money putting a mesh system into my house so that I have enough coverage. They can do the same thing. They yeah. don't need to ha- take my Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> but it is reminiscent of the uh, Concast Xfinity nonsense. Yeah. And we told people then how to turn that off, too. 
So if you need to know that, call in, and Chris will address that separately. And it's funny. I remember talking, it was either last week or the week before, about how Comcast kind of surprised me and kind of and doubled my speed for the same price. Yeah. Uh, this whole last week, I've noticed it been kind of slower because they had been promising me now up to 50 megabits. I've been maybe getting 32, 33, which... Well, that's up to. So which that's is, how which they is, cover. Which is a lot closer to the 25 that I've had. So I, you know, maybe they were just teasing me. Yeah, probably. They just turned it up for grins. Yeah. And then went, okay, now we'll throttle them back. That's enough. Yeah. Speaking of Amazon, as you were, founder Jeff Bozos has chosen July 5th as the day he will resign as CEO. Don't get too excited because he's transitioning to executive chairman. See, he should have done it on July 4th. That way, America's Independence Day will also be Amazon's Independence Day. (laughs) Oh, that would be good. Although, you know, he's still going to control things. But Andy Jassy will become CEO on that day, which is the same date as Amazon's 1994 incorporation. See, that's why it's July 5th. Yeah. I know. But, okay. Well, good, Jeff. You know, take you and your billions and... And just be executive chairman. And, of course, he'll be calling and emailing every day about do this, do that. You know, make sure everybody's turned on for sidewalk. And we'll make sure everybody's turned off for that. Mm -hmm. Because it's what we do to protect our audience. Yeah. Now, we've talked a lot about the huge factory that Tesla plans to open soon in Austin, Texas. Well, it turns out that because of a law on the books in the Lone Star State, if Tesla wants to sell its EVs that are made in Texas to Texans, it first has to send them out of the state or find an incredible workaround. You have got to be kidding <laughs> no. me. This all comes wait, down... Wait, wait, wait. Let me understand this. So Tesla, building right. a big factory to make cars in Texas, can't sell to people in Texas. Not directly. Uh. So this comes down to Texas's franchise law, which the state legislature likely won't change until at least 2023 when they reconvene again. The franchise law blocks companies like Tesla from directly selling or delivering their locally made vehicles to state residents. Instead, Tesla has to sell its cars to independent third-party dealerships who in turn sell them to the residents. Ooh, I think I'll create a third-party dealership in Texas real quick. Yeah. And, and take 1% off every Tesla sale. Yeah, so that, that, of course, that doesn't mean that Tesla can't sell its EVs to Texans. It just means that they have to get creative. For instance, Tesla has a number of, uh, quote-unquote, galleries where Texans can take a look at Teslas, but employees aren't allowed to mention any pricing. No, great. They can say, well, wouldn't you like this car? How much is it? Can't tell you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Texans then can go online to Tesla's website to purchase their EV, but those EVs might must not be made in Tesla's Texas factory. Now, once the vehicle is ready and has been paid for online, it's shipped to one of Tesla's service centers where the new owner can go pick it up because part of the law also says they can't deliver it directly to a consumer. Now, speaking of cars, boy, have we got something cool to share with our audience. If you have yet to see it, visit intotomorrow.com. We did a whole report on the all-new 2022 Acura MDX. My last two vehicles, personally, have been MDX SUVs, and I like him. Now, I had the first generation and the second generation. For some reason, lack of funds, I skipped the third generation. This is the fourth generation, and it is all-new from the ground up, if you will, or from bumper to bumper. And we let other folks that handle car stuff cover the main stuff, you know, the powertrain, the transmissions, and 10 gears, and all of that stuff. We cover tech. So we show you in this video a lot of very cool tech. Now, even if you're not in the market for a new car, but you're curious about some interesting tech, do check that video out uh, at intotomorrow.com. Just look for it. It's upper right if you're on a computer or scroll slightly if you're on... A mobile device, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Very (laughs) worth watching, yeah? It is. Okay.
And while it may have been hard to meet new people over the past 14 months, many Americans sought out new relationships through the faces on their TV screens, connected TV screens, that is, as 39% of Americans added streaming subscriptions during the pandemic. That's a lot of streaming subscriptions, almost 40%. So that's pretty cool. And still nothing worth watching. Yeah, I We know. were talking about that last weekend. <laughs> 500 <laughs> channels now of, to choose from with all these sources and still nothing good to yeah, watch. I mean, when I was growing up, we had, what, maybe maybe 20 channels, and there was always something to watch. When I was growing up, it was black and white, and we had three channels. Yeah, well, you're aging yourself. Now. Well, true. Well, that's what happens when you're 100. Yeah, that's, that's true. Then. <laughs> but that's a good point. So nothing good to watch still on top of that. Oh, are you preparing your bank account? For its official Prime Day 2021 oh, yay. <laughs> will take place June 21st and 22nd. Whoop te do. First of all, that? that's Prime Days, but they're still calling it Prime Day because Google, I mean, Google, <laughs> well, they can't either, probably, but Amazon can't count. So that's two days, but they're calling it Prime Day, June 21st and 22nd. Uh, if you really, really need something and you just want to empty your bank account, then I guess mark your calendar. Yeah, so you can get ready for all the sales and all the crap that you don't really need, but will probably buy anyway and have sitting in the closet for years to come. <laughs> oh, wait, maybe that was just my ex-wife. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> boy, she did a lot of that. Uh, yeah. What, four years you've been divorced, you're still finding stuff in the back end of closets, huh? Yeah, I was clearing, clearing out an old closet a few months ago and found a whole bin full of clothes with tags still on them. <laughs> Never been worn. Never been oh worn. So I put, gosh. I kind of put them aside, and I'll see. Uh, you know, maybe I may start a new Etsy uh, lightly used clothes shop or something. <laughs> Not even used. Yeah, Tags true. are still on them. <laughs> yeah. Even brand new, just way out of fashion date. Yeah, probably. <laughs> gosh. LG is shuttering its contactless mobile payment service in the U.S. after calling curtains on its smartphone business. The Korean electronics giant alerted customers that it's phasing out the LG Pay digital wallet, quote, over the remainder of 2021, ahead of a discontinuation date of November 1st. The decision to shut the service, which arrived in the U.S. more than two years after its Korean launch, was hardly shocking. Having closed its mobile division in April, LG wasted little time in withdrawing itself from the market by halting its smartphone production line at the end of May. Mm-hmm. Which we talked about for a while now. And by the way, I always have to say this because it bothers me. LG does not stand for uh, life's good. Yeah. It's Lucky Gold Star, this side door Korean company that makes mostly crap. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. And now they don't make phones anymore. Uh-huh. Nah. Joe in Gladewater, Texas, listens on KTBB, AM and FM. Hey, Joe. Hey, Dave. I sure do enjoy your show and learn something every week. Well, thank you. I was wondering about my Apple Watch and the EKG that it takes. I'm wondering how accurate that thing can be. And also, is it better than the other smart watch or Fitbit type watches that measure your heart rate? Thanks a lot. And keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Joe, for the kind words. We'll do our best. Apple's EKG feature does have FDA approval, and it's reasonably accurate for what it is, of course. But it's not a replacement for a proper EKG that you'd get at a hospital or your doctor's office. Now, there are two separate elements of the EKG feature. One is the watch will try to determine whether your heart is working normally or not. And that's reasonably accurate, but not perfect. 
But let's face it, you want to know if your heart's working. And two, the EKG wave will be saved to a PDF, which can be shared with your doctor. In studies, the PDF has been enough to determine that a patient is in atrial fibrillation 96% of the time. But on its own, it's not a replacement again for a doctor or anything like that. It's just a convenient tool that's always on your body, but is ultimately less accurate than specialized tools, of course. And I'm going to have a tech news story next hour about a, a study that was recently done about these and how they've played into the treatment of people with, with heart conditions. Ah, so okay. you want to check that out. Stay tuned. Now, as for other smartwatches, Joe, or Fitbits, um, Apple's EKG feature is not the same as a heart rate monitor. It doesn't just use the infrared sensor on your wrist, but it also takes a conductive reading from the crown on the side at the same time. The heart rate sensor itself is probably comparable to the rest of the heart rate sensors on the market. That technology is pretty mature has existed in exercise watches that are far more serious than Fitbits for many years now. For the most part, everybody has a fairly reliable version of it figured out. Yeah. Now, Joe, if you already have the Apple smartwatch and it's doing EKGs for you, fine. But for those listening that might not have it and just want to get the occasional EKG and see if it's at least somewhat accurate and help with your doctor, I use one of those Cardia mobile things, K-A-R-D-I-A. And that's helpful, too. And they're cheap, like 89 bucks these days. So you might want to look into that as well. Stay tuned. Big news coming up in our next segment here on Into Tomorrow. Do you take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Welcome back into tomorrow. Are you ready for the big news as we're launching this week? Oh my gosh. It's time for the cool into tomorrow hot summer giveaway. The cool into tomorrow hot summer giveaway. Cameron just said that, but he's absolutely correct. And we've got goodies for you. Now, here's the deal. As with every summer, this is our biggest, most anticipated, most exciting promotion. And you win goodies just for calling in. So here's what we'd like you to do. Mention two or three of the items that you're about to hear us mention. Or they're on the website, the tech newsletter. There's plenty of opportunity for you to see what's available. 
And if we can, no promises, no guarantees, we'll try to get one of those things to you. For example, let's kick off the items we've got already. We've got from Roborock an S6 Max-V Robotic Vacuum, True Vision Smarter Action. This is a $700 robotic vacuum. Ooh, nice. From Tivic Health. You saw our interview and video and heard us talking about it. Clear up microcurrent devices to relieve congestion from colds, the flu, and allergies, even with carrying cases. And these are worth 170 bucks each, and I can attest to them. They, they do help a lot. Catalysts in a box full of stuff, including total protection rugged cases for various iPhone models, total protection cases for AirPod Pros, impact protection Apple Watch cases. Oh, man, a whole lot of stuff. And TypeWise, listen up. If you've got an Android device, you want one of these promo codes for a lifetime subscription to their TypeWise custom keyboard for your Android devices. They're worth 20 Five bucks each, and if you're an Android, we'll get you one. We got plenty from Vox Electronics. We've got a Vox Power System, emergency backup power for your car, and a high-res in-vehicle digital smart TV overhead monitor system. Viper has sent color OLED two-way security and remote start systems worth 600 bucks right there. From LFO, Eclip baby car seat alarms giving peace of mind to busy parents. Oh man, they're very handy and safe for your child. From Yamaha, EAD10 drum modules and keytars. We got lots of cool stuff. Again, all you have to do to qualify is call at 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Use the free Into Tomorrow app where you can send a message to studio or you can hit that Ask Dave button on any browser at intotomorrow.com. you in recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text STAY to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text STAY to 321321. That's S-T-A-Y to 321321. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline, our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in consumer tech and all sorts of information. We thank you for tuning in. The fight to end COVID-19 is far from over. Vaccination rates are slowing and misinformation, unfortunately, is still rampant, leaving millions without the necessary facts to decide whether vaccination is right for them. We're joined by the Medical Director of Infection Prevention from Atrium Health, Dr. Katie Passaretti. Dr. Passaretti, thank you for joining us into tomorrow. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. 
terrific. Why, in your opinion, is it so important to get the vaccine? Because we keep hearing so much disinformation and misinformation that I certainly want to get your take on this and and then take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, vaccination is absolutely a hugely important part to getting our communities back to normal. The COVID vaccine protects the individual vaccinated, protects the people around that individual from spread going on in our communities. And, you know, really is how we get back to, you know, normal to traveling without masks and being around other people in large group gatherings and doing it safely. So absolutely hugely important to the safety and health of our communities. That's good. And and uh, full disclosure, not only was I hospitalized with the Rona for a month uh, but uh, back in August, but I have also had the vaccine. And boy, what a good feeling it is to be able to go to the grocery store now without my mask and to be able to just be out in public. I get the weird look still because I'm assuming there's either that many people that still haven't been vaccinated or they just still feel more comfortable wearing the masks. So I'm curious about your take on that aspect as well. Yeah, so great that you, you know, many people think just because I had COVID before, I don't need to get vaccinated. And, you know, what we what we know is that not all COVID infections are the same. And some people have, you know, protection after COVID infection that goes away pretty quickly. So that vaccine is really important, regardless of whether you had COVID previously. So thank you for doing that and sharing that story. Um, you know, I do think we are in a weird place right now, right? The CDC just recommended for fully vaccinated individuals. They don't need to wear masks out in public or really for anything anymore. But, but it's been a long year and, you know, there's still a lot of caution out there. So I do think there are some vaccinated individuals that may choose to still wear masks and feel like they're protecting themselves. And certainly those that are unvaccinated, the recommendation is still out there to wear masks keep distance because, you know, where we are continuing to see illness is those individuals that have chosen not to get vaccinated. And doctor, I'm, I'm encouraged to hear you also say that even though I had uh, the COVID, getting the vaccination was still a good idea because I checked with all the various doctors that I have had to deal with in the last few months, and they all agreed, get the vaccination anyway. And I thought, well, is it like doubling the antibodies or something or just, you know, making it that much safer for me and those around me, or for whatever reason, if it was the right thing to do, I figured let's get it done and and by all means do it. I even carry the little pin that I got from uh, Memorial Hospital uh, down here in Miami that says I've been vaccinated. You know, I don't wear it, but I have it in my pocket in case somebody approaches me and I'll just hold it up. You know, it's so it's so bizarre. But I figure, you know, until we see more and more people maskless, uh, it's still going to be a very strange feeling, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, there's different um, approaches that different areas have taken on when to wear masks. Some businesses may still require health care. You know, in healthcare, we still very much have a very susceptible patient population and mask wearing is still standard for everyone coming in healthcare doors. So, you know, it is a little bit of a patchwork of where, you know, it's recommended to wear masks, where it's safe to and not to. So it's a, it's a confusing time, absolutely. But, you know, I think at le- we are heading in the right direction and every person vaccinated is one step further to 
to, you know, all of us being able to um, interact safely. Good. And we keep hearing reports that COVID vaccines didn't have time to be tested as much as they should be. Is that true? Or can we be confident in the fact that while they sped things through, uh, they were done properly and we can take full confidence in the vaccines? Yeah, that simply is not true that they were sped through, that they weren't done safely. You know, the trials involved tens of thousands of individuals, and it wasn't just reviewed by the drug companies and the government, but an expert independent panel of infectious disease experts, vaccine experts, you know, experts from across the world reviewed that data, and it met the safety and efficacy standards to put out for broad use. And more than that, you know, we've given now over 280 million doses of the COVID vaccine in the United States and are still seeing that same level of protection from getting COVID and safety with the vaccine. So, you know, incredibly reassuring and uh, hopefully to to everyone. Good. And I'm hearing my, I'm hearing my audience in my head saying, okay, but which one? Because, you know, we hear about side effects or we hear about this one's better than that one. Or, or, or Has it been established by this point, doctor, that they're pretty much all the same, that they're going to do the job, whether it's the one jab or the two, uh, whether it's Pfizer or Moderna or Johnson & Johnson? Where do you stand on that? Yeah, so all of the vaccines that are available in the United States are incredibly effective at preventing severe illness and hospitalization and death from COVID, which is absolutely what we need to get to. There are, um, you know, specifically for the Johnson & Johnson um, vaccine that was put on pause a a month or so ago, you know, it is for women 18 to 50, there was that rare, very rare side effect of having blood clots with low platelets. So that needs to be educated to, and that may be the age group that chooses to get another vaccine. But as far as um, effectiveness, protection, you know, really all the vaccines are great options. Okay, good. And it's been established, of course, I'm vaccinated, but I still have a bunch of friends who are quite skeptical. Some that are saying, nope, not going to do it. No matter what, they can't make me. Uh, Should I be saying anything or what can I say to to help encourage them uh, to, you know, open their horizons, maybe look at the facts, uh, uh, get vaccinated? We've got to get to that so-called herd immunity, I'm guessing. So the only way to do that, it seems, is to get as many people vaccinated as possible. But there's still going to be some holdouts, I guess, no matter what we do. Yeah, you know, we know that some people, you know, from studies, we know that there are a chunk of people that are kind of on the fence and there are some people that are adamantly opposed. So I think absolutely would encourage people to have those discussions, try to educate your friends, family members on, you know, your personal experience that you did fine with the vaccine. You feel good. You feel safe. You feel protected because that goes a long way. And certainly there are some common myths that we hear time and time again um, that are worth kind of putting to bed immediately. So, you know, COVID, the vaccine will give me COVID. So why would I take it? Absolutely impossible from a scientific perspective. I would reassure them that that is absolutely not true. The vaccine will modify my DNA. Again, not true. Uh, the vaccine makes me infertile. Um, and, you know, that one now with hundreds of millions of doses, we've just seen no impact of the vaccine on fertility. So those are three of the most common and three of the easiest to confidently say, you know, just not true. And then for those wait and fears, 
what are you waiting for and seeing at this point? You know, hundreds of millions of doses given, more and more data out in the real world, more and more data that the protection lasts for a long time from the vaccine. So, you know, not in a confrontational way, but encouraging those conversations is going to be hugely important moving forward. Good. And reminding people not to be afraid of, of hearing some, uh, uh, you know, reactionary issues to some of the vaccines. Like the first Pfizer, I only had a little itch on my arm. The second one, overnight, I had chills for a couple of hours and that was it but some people of course are affected very differently by different vaccines my son had the moderna and he had a rough time both times but got over it in a few hours and said you know well hey it was worth doing because i wanted to be sure and be vaccinated so i guess that's encouraging i hope to others yeah you're going to have maybe some you know bad cold feelings for a few hours perhaps and maybe not Right, exactly. Those tend to go away within 24 hours. And, you know, COVID is the gift that keeps on giving, right? Like people with COVID, about 10 to 30 percent have symptoms weeks after infection. So and you probably from your experience being in the hospital a month, you know, that 24 hours of feeling kind of crummy is, you know, is is worth it in my mind versus getting an infection that can get to get very sick. Yeah, there's unfortunately so many reasons why I fit that long hauler description <laughs> that I don't want to get into, but you can certainly relate to that. Uh, kudos to you guys, because North Carolina's hospitals and health systems uh, have been tackling all sorts of challenges, big and small, uh, so you can make healthcare work better for everyone, and you're doing a great job. Keep that work up. Dr. Katie Passaretti is the Medical Director of Infection Prevention with Atrium Health. You can visit NC Health healthcare.org nc as in north carolina nchealthcare.org dr katie thanks so much for spending some time with us and opening our eyes and hopefully getting more people vaccinated thank you so much our pleasure dave graveline bringing you further into tomorrow stay tuned right here on the advanced media network When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. little IT fun tech fact for you. Google averages nearly 3 billion searches per day. That's billion with a B. 3 billion searches a day. That's a lot. It is. Probably 1 billion of them are people searching themselves to see what might pop up. Half of them are probably me just Googling a word to see if I spelled it right. I notice you use Google to spell words. <laughs> I use Google and I've, and I've used Siri. I've you know I've asked Siri, you know, how do you spell so and so? Because I can't remember. Ah, uh, and uh, you are Chris Graveline, and this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. To get more info, just text the word radio to three five zero zero zero. Jump aboard the time machine. You got mail. 
time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, history, history. Here's Chris. History, history, history. Hopefully this laryngitis type effect will be history in two weeks. Hopefully. This week in 1887, U.S. inventor Herman Hollerith submitted his patent application for the Art of Compiling Statistics. That wasn't really a joke, but it was his punch card calculator. Oh. This machine was a big step toward automated computation. His company originally did business under the name the Hollerith Electric Tabulating System, specializing in punched card data processing equipment. Okay, well, that's most <laughs> illogical. The company joined three others in 1911 to become the Computing Tabulating Recording Company. Not really a much better name. No. <laughs> that company was renamed in 1924 and became IBM. Still not a better name. It's true. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, the punched cards and machines Hollerith came up with to read them are still in use in some parts of the world and were front stage here in our home state of Florida during the 2000 presidential election and that hanging Chad debacle. Oh, can't forget that. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. In 1996 this week, Linux version 2.0 was released. 2.0 was a significant improvement over the earlier versions of the operating system that some experts said would have become a competitor for Microsoft Windows. Several versions of Linux have been developed as many in the computing world look for ways to wriggle free from the clutches of Microsoft. Yep. And you know it's Linux when it's a little penguin. Yes. Pops they up. have the cutest little logo, mascot, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. In 1998, Compaq Computer paid $9 billion for Digital Equipment Corporation in what was at the time the largest merger in the history of the computer industry. Compaq soon found itself in financial difficulty of its own and subsequently merged with Hewlett-Packard. The Compaq brand name was retired in 2013. I'll be back. No, they won't. (laughs) And this week in 2003, the Spirit rover was launched, beginning NASA's Mars Exploration Rover mission. Nearly seven months later, the rover arrived at the Red Planet and landed successfully. The Spirit rover's mission was expected to last about 92 Earth days, but ended up going a little bit longer than that. It was only when Spirit got stuck in a sand trap at an angle that hampered solar recharging of its batteries that its mission finally halted. Five years, three months, and 27 days after landing. All systems are functioning within normal parameters. And much longer than expected. (laughs) Yeah, much longer than they expected. An interesting side note, a part of Spirit's rock abrasion tool was made with aluminum that was recovered from the site of the World Trade Center Towers. Oh, wow. Cool. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, where tech will be back in 2022. For more information, check out ifa-berlin.com. We were all pumped, as many, many thousands of people were, to go this September, but nope, nope, nope. They're just taking it carefully, and it'll be next year, full everything. So we hope you join us in Berlin next year. It is open to the public. That'd be be awesome. We talk about, you've got to check out the video that we did on the brand new, all new 2022. Yeah, I know that's not till next year, but this is a new car model built from bumper to bumper from the ground up. The uh, Acura MDX with a lot of tech. And of course, since we specialize in that, we show you about a lot of it. What impressed you the most? I think I even told you this in the car as we were driving down to the Keys for lunch, because of course, you know, we had to take this thing on the road to yep. test it out. We had it for a week, and we and they didn't say you can't put any miles on it. And boy, did we put some miles <laughs> on it! Because <laughs> yeah, we're like two plus hours away from where we went in Key yeah. Largo. 
But I remember telling you that at least here in Florida, one of the best features I think was the the, the lane keep assist, where yeah. it kind of keeps you in the lanes because nobody down here knows how to drive. And I figured I told you that if nothing else, it's a great way to train people to use your turn signal mm-hmm. because if you signal that you're going to change lanes, the car won't fight you. Yeah, but well, if you it have... doesn't fight you, it's just that the steering wheel vibrates. Some other cars do that sort of thing as well. Yeah. But it's got a front facing camera. It's got front facing radar. It's got uh, sonar. I mean, it just has all these things that help you not only with parking, but staying in your lane. Yeah, and, of course, the, uh, the the automatic braking, which I, I, I wish we had time in the video to, to include some bloopers because that was one, <laughs> one feature that we couldn't quite get to work as often as, as we wanted to. Yeah. to be able, cause, you know, I think we ended up almost uh, destroying your garbage can trying because yeah. we needed something to try to Well, we wanted into. to <laughs> crash into something to show the automatic braking. Yeah, and I, you wanted to use my car. I, was like, well, I wasn't going to do that. Yeah, well, <laughs> you could have, but no, fine. So instead, you'll see how we nearly killed my garbage can. But, you know, we wanted something that wouldn't be a problem if we had to replace it. Yeah. And uh, But we at least managed to show that automatic braking. What I thought was the coolest is the uh, precision cockpit. You can actually customize. Instead of gauges that you would normally have for your odometer and everything else, you can completely customize it. Put all sorts of cool digital stuff there. And it made a big difference. There's the dynamic driving modes that we show you, you know, from sport to comfort to normal driving and something we won't use much here in South Florida, snow mode. But something we will use a lot here in South Florida is the butt chiller. Yes. Well, <laughs> because they are heated and ventilated seats. Won't yeah. use the heating part a lot. But the the yeah, the but ventilator I, part, sure. I remember at one point having to actually turn that down on my seat because my, my, my backside was actually getting a little chilled. Yeah. Which is a good thing on a hot summer's day in Miami. Yeah. And, of course, uh, we show you and talk a lot about the ELS Studio 3D Premium Audio 16 speakers in this car. That's the most I've ever encountered in any vehicle. And, man, did it sound good. Lots of cool stuff. Do check out the video at intotomorrow.com. We'll meet you there. Guys, by now, you've heard the great news. If you've wanted to try Viagra or Cialis, but were worried about the price, Blue Pills Direct can finally give you the results you've been looking for. Why pay almost $15 per pill when you can get the same results you need for only $2 per pill? That's right. Call today and receive 50 blue pills or 50 yellow pills for only $99. That's only $2 per pill and saves you almost $500 from your local pharmacy. Why wait? Call 888-914-4247 today and finally have those breathtaking, toe-curling moments again and again. Call 888-914-4247 right now, and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Just call 888-914-4247. That's 888-914-4247. Call It's the weekend where we launch the official humongous Cool Into Tomorrow Hot Summer Giveaway. 
I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. It's easy to give your own podcast a try. No contracts or cancellation fees. Go to blubrry.com and start your free trial. And by streamguys.com. Don't forget you can listen 24-7 on our website. Streamguys.com helps us stream the last several weeks of Into Tomorrow nonstop at intotomorrow.com. And speaking of which, when you're there, you can participate by hitting the Ask Dave button. And anytime we hear you on the radio, you qualify for the big summer giveaway. So calls, um, app calls, web calls, as long as we hear you, you get some fabulous prizes. So do check it all out at intotomorrow.com. And hopefully at the same time, you know that you want to get questions answered. Let us solve those digital dilemmas. Chris is going to give you the phone numbers that are, by the way, toll free from anywhere in North America. And you can join us anytime, 24-7. 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Or, as you mentioned, you can use the free Into Tomorrow app. It's free for iOS, Android. Just search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow. Or stop by intotomorrow.com. Again, look for that Ask Dave button, the little microphone there. You can record an audio question, comment, anything. Just send it to us. 